PH presents Movies That Matter. What's up, everybody? It's me. It's me. It's the J-A-T-double-B. As always, I'm with my co-host. The superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. The legendary creaming, creaming out of every hole, <laughs> every orifice. Creamosaurus. I am, uh, I hope my audio sounds better. I'm trying out this microphone this week. I didn't like it last week, my audio, but. Um, yeah, it just sounded like you had a mouthful. No one complained, but I when I listen back, it's weird. Like, hearing your own voice, voice is weird as shit anyways. Yeah, it is super weird. And but um I mean only no one complain, but we only, we we have so many super fans that they don't care about stuff like that. No, man, they're just happy to get an episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if our fans in Trinidad and Tobago would have let us know if it was bad. And that's the fans we trust. Absolutely. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm just bringing up my notes here. Um, What'd you do this week? I didn't do much, to be honest with you. Just worked. and uh... Oh, actually, I did have one thing I wanted to... I probably should have told you before we recorded, but I guess it's good to get your actual reaction to this. Um, so, I don't know if you know, there's like uh, the, the app we use, um, Anchor, it um, puts us out on all these different, like Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, like all these different podcast apps. Yeah. Well, there's like this one that emailed me and it's like, hey, if you're if you're like looking to like, you know, make your podcast like the next big thing, you know, email us a clip or whatever. So I, so I emailed a clip of you doing the <laughs> uh, talking to Roadkill. I guess I'll put it that way. Oh, that when we interviewed Roadkill. Yeah. That's incredible. And they actually nominated you as uh, freshest freshest host of 2021. Wow. So I, you're old as fuck. You probably don't know what freshest means. <laughs> no, I don't. Is that like the hippest? The newest no, hot? It's like new. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like best newcomer, basically. I mean, I guess, you know, you can win that after – 12 years of podcasting i mean that's cool another award to put on the shelf for us this is legit by the way <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> um, and it would be really dope but uh do you know what dope means uh yeah dope uh, is actually dope is the worst on the streets i learned this today it's the worst on the streets here in denver since 1995 so we have a homeless population that lives on the sidewalk beside one of my restaurants. And I watched the cameras overnight and they did 15 drug deals in the parking lot. And I get, gave, we gave it to the police and they didn't even, they're like, yeah, we have 98 other videos to go through. Well, like, uh, that sounds dope. Yeah. Dope. No hope for dope, brother. Yeah, that's a save by the bell quote right there. Rest in peace, Dustin Diamond. Rest in peace, Screech. But, uh, yeah, so hopefully Jamie can win. I mean, Freshest Host would be – hold on. I just realized that I've I've read this email completely wrong. Yeah. 
It actually says fattest host 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, there's got to be. But you were nominated, and to be honest, you probably have a better chance of winning now. Yeah, a freshest host for sure. Um, no, I'm saying now that we know it's fattest host. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as I win something, I mean, you know, putting another award on the shelf would be incredible. I mean, I apologize for the confusion. But we were able to go off on that whole uh, vocabulary lesson and talk about Screech at least. Yeah, absolutely. And then talk about you know, the dope rates in Denver, Denver County. Yeah, so there you go. Well, so, I have some exciting news. Hell yeah. Um, my My computer chair came in this week. Hell yeah. Um, back in December, I ordered a Secret Lab Titan Batman Dark Knight computer chair. Um, and I put it together, and it is the greatest chair I've ever sat in. So what does that mean? It is like, have you ever sat in a computer chair with wheels like you're you know, at a desk before? I think I, I don't own a computer. But I think I I think I know what a computer chair is. It's like a it's like a super nice desk chair with like a headrest and shit, right? Yeah. So I, this well, one, what is a dark night chair? It's a Batman dark night chair. Oh, so it just has a logo on it. So it has a Batman symbol on the front and the back, and it's got dark night stitching to where it looks like his uniform. And it was a four hundred dollar chair. Um and it was oh, the most putting it's it out the there. Com- yeah, I know. What do you I didn't buy the five hundred dollar Joker one because it didn't look as cool, but um, it uh, Secret Lab makes the greatest gaming slash computer chairs of all time. So, and they're not even a sponsor of ours. No, they're not. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> they listen though; they like the cast. But yeah, so I can tell you all right now that I'm more comfortable than you. For all you listeners out there, my chair is better than yours. Yeah, I'm sitting in a bar stool and I have to get up every every two minutes because my back hurts. Yeah, my back, I can when my back starts hurting on this chair, I can adjust the lumbar setting in, until I'm comfortable. God damn, son. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good, man. I, I mean, if anything, you need more reasons to sit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, we are back. New episode. Only a week late, but, you know, we already let everybody know, you know, we're probably not going to get an episode every week. Yeah, I mean, just when you're as busy as us. I mean, yeah. Jamie's out there buying chairs. Yeah, but then I'm, I've got stock in GameStop, you know. Yeah, I mean, hopefully everybody does, man. Um, that shit was crazy. Dude, this, whole, this whole world is crazy. It's but, wild. Um, yeah, it's like. I don't know. I try not to pay attention to like all these kids I was working with were talking about it, and I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious when you when you don't know what's going on, and you just throw two thousand dollars in this thing on your phone, and then all of a sudden it turns into twenty thousand dollars in four days. And you're like, <laughs> wait a minute, what just happened? <laughs> so, well, I'll tell you what's going to happen is like all these fucking super rich people are going to be like. Uh, we can't let this happen anymore, and like you're not gonna be able to use Robinhood and shit anymore. Yeah, I got. I'm transferring off of Robinhood anyway because they they banned us from buying shit last week, and that's what I'm stock, saying. Yeah, so they all. I mean, 
all these hedge funds own 40% of all these apps anyway. So it's like retail trading is a joke, but you know, made some loot on the stock market. So that was cool. Fuck yeah, dude. That's how you can buy them chairs. Absolutely. Them Batman chairs. You like all them Batman chairs? I like all them Batman chairs. <laughs> what I love is every time we do that, nobody, probably nobody gets what the fuck we're talking about. But, nobody has a clue, but, but it's hilarious. Yeah, anyway. I mean, you just die laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, well, everybody else can shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude, that's what's really good for podcasts is inside jokes. I know, definitely. Um, Keeps everybody on their toes. But we do have one of the best podcasts out there, and last week we did Expendables. Everybody loved it. Yeah, incredible. And uh, this week we are doing Expendables 2. Wow. So also written yeah. by Stallone. Uh, Jamie said last week he thinks it's the best Expendables. I think uh, he either said that to me personally or on the show. I don't remember. I just said it to you personally, maybe and even on the show. I don't remember. But it to me, it's the best one. Um, so it's one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, I think it's probably the greatest cast in any movie ever. Honestly, Expendables 2 would remind me of like what happens when Kill the Earth is over. So I was going to say this for the end of the movie, but I want to say something controversial right here. Yeah. Because I was thinking about this today because the other day I watched Fast Five, which we need to do at some point. But if you've never seen Fast Five, it's one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, it's incredible. And I, man, I hate to say it, but I think if you, if you, I'm not talking about the whole Fast and Furious franchise, but from five on when The Rock came on, yeah, man, I think those are better than expendable movies. They're really good. I mean, because it's cast, also a, a badass action cast in every movie and it grows every movie. Yeah, it does. I mean, they wouldn't have it without expendables, though, you know. Yeah, Expendables probably gave him the idea, which you gave him the idea, so you created the Fast and Furious franchise. That's crazy that I've created two franchises. Yeah. And a network, a streaming network. Yeah, and Vin Diesel was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which was a part of Avengers Endgame, so you basically came up with Avengers Endgame. Yeah, basically the whole Marvel Universe. Yeah, so congratulations on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll pat myself on the back. But yeah, I just, I mean, listen, Expendables 2 is unbelievable and we're about to break it down, but man, the, the I hate to sound like a hater, man, but the people in this movie are so fucking old. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible though. I mean, I love Stallone. It's basically gimmick he can barely oil, He can so barely man. move. Jean-Claude Van Damme's face is falling off of his head. <laughs> yeah, he's a little droopy. Schwarzenegger cannot even talk. He was he had struggled he struggled running too. It was incredible though. Yeah, I mean this movie is awesome, but that's something I noticed. But yeah, so Expendables two released in two thousand twelve. It's crazy that this movie's already almost nine years old. Yeah, um, this was Stallonathon number two that we had. Yeah, and so. Stallone wrote this movie, but Steth, uh decided not to direct it, and. Um, the budget was a hundred million dollars, which was probably just. I think it's eighty million dollars just blood special effects. It has to be. It's only blood. Eighty million dollars just just blood packets. Yeah, 
and uh, it made $315 million. So, like every slow movie, it was a huge success. Yeah, giant success. Box office smash. It was the, also the only Expendables not to get nominated for any Razzies. So that's a big, that's you're not, the, you're not the only one who thinks that this was the best Expendables. <laughs> but um, I'm going to try something new this week. Um, so when I watch these movies, I try to watch it once without taking notes just to enjoy it and like, yeah. consume it. And um, then I'll watch it again and take notes. And like, since I kind of like lead the show, I'm basically just writing down the whole movie. Yeah. And it's like crazy. And this week, I mean, even though it was two weeks, I didn't really have time to watch it twice. So instead of doing that, what I did was I copied the plot from Wikipedia. And then <laughs> I just added my notes. But if you look at the plots that they put on Wikipedia, well, at least for this movie, this is the first time I ever looked at that. But it's basically the same thing. It's like a rundown of the whole movie. It's probably because we went in and edited it a while yeah. back. So I'm going to go off that, and then I, I interjected my own notes in between. So we'll see if this works out. But basically, it starts out with the crew. They're in Nigeria. Uh, I think it's Nepal. Oh, yeah, Nepal. Why did I say Nigeria? I don't um, know. They're in different continents, too. But, I yeah. mean, they're, they're both shitholes. I'll tell you something um, hilarious about the um, – the plot, whoever wrote that plot on Wikipedia is it goes leader Barney Ross, knife specialist Lee Christmas, <laughs> hand to hand combat specialist Ying Yang, yeah, heavy weapon specialist Hail Caesar, demolitions expert Toll Road. Has, has he ever blown anything up? No, he hasn't done anything. All he's done is headbutt people and throw yeah, and fight then people. The unstable Gunner Jensen. Yeah, which Gunner's character development was unbelievable. He's basically like co- comic relief in this movie. He's phenomenal. But um, yeah, so th- the whole crew is back there in Nepal. This again, like the first movie, this this like renegade army just took over this town and just terrorizing everybody. Yeah, it's just they got to be stopped. They are rolling through in what can only be described as G.I. Joe vehicles. That's what I said. <laughs> I, have, um, I just have G.I. Joe battle tanks with motorcycles yeah, like, on the front of them. These aren't real cars. These are legit like the G.I. Joe toys you had when you were a kid. The first, every vehicle they use in the first 10 minutes of the movie is from G.I. Joe. Yeah. And they also have, like, one of them just says bad attitude on it. <laughs> yeah. And like the the thing, the one on it says "coming soon" on it, and then it says like "shock and awe" and "knock knock." The huge barrier thing said "knock knock" on it. Just hilarious. But um, they what, they drive through. What would your vehicle say on the side of it? You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you see that, I mean, especially people. if I'm driving. Yeah, mine would be. Mine would say "hanging and banging." But um, so they roll through. They as soon as the the bad army, that's what I'll call them, sees them, they just start. Lee Christmas is on this machine gun, and he starts blowing people away. Again, the best deaths you'll ever see in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I he's mean, he blowing people down the city. 
Yeah, I mean, he shoots them with a gun and they they blow in half. Yeah, a hundreds of people at the same time. Yeah, and it's this spread gun from Contra, basically. Stallone does like a back, like he flips the car around. He's driving backwards, and it has like a like a snow plow on it. <laughs> yeah, and that's what says coming soon. And he drives so fast into a like two two thousand pound cement barrier. That it flies and knocks somebody out. <laughs> yeah, it does, and like knocks walls down. I mean, uh, it's it's maybe the great like I think the the credit or like the opening credits only start till fourteen minutes because they just wanted to kill people for fourteen minutes to start this movie. Yeah, that's exactly what they did too. But they are trying to find a hostage, Doctor Zhao, and uh, when they go in there, this dude's getting his ass beat. He's got a like a bag over his head. And they, they roll in there, they pick him up, they take it off, and it's Tranch, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Incredible moment. Yeah, he's been captured, and he's like... Spoiler hey. alert. <laughs> they're like, oh, we had a scheduling conflict. I guess they were both trying to find that dude. Yep. And he's he wants to go find his team. What was hilarious to me was they still was like, you want, to, you want us to help you get out of here? And he's like, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> just and he's just kidnapped and tied up. Yeah, he's like he don't he doesn't want to go with them. He's like I I'll go find my team. That's all good. Thanks for untying me. Um, has no way out or nothing. And they go up to the roof and a helicopter shooting at them. And for some reason, a motorcycle's on the side of this car. And yeah. I guess they brought it just to throw at a helicopter. They did. That's when doesn't uh uh that's when. Arnold asked Cheeseburger Eddie for his weapon, and he goes, oh, "My weapon will be hanging right where it is." Yeah, and he goes, "I need a, he got, I need a big piece." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and Caesar's like, "This piece is staying right here or something." And then they say, "Your ass is terminated." Yeah. Also, another awesome line from when they were driving through, just mowing people down. Um, Gunner, before he starts shooting, he just goes, eat shit. He yells, eat shit, and then he starts calling people insects. When he's killing people, dying laughing, he goes, insects. <laughs> no, he, he's calling yin-yang insects. He did that in the first movie. Oh, is that what he was calling insects? Yeah. Uh, yeah, him and, him and yin-yang are in the same car. Yeah. And uh, they are killing thousands of people, dude. I mean, there's no way this many people can fit in the city. There's no way an army this big is just like doing their own thing, not associated with the government. It's I basically mean, they, Halo big team battle, and everybody just keeps responding. They kill thousands of people, and then they get on the roof, and they're like, oh, here's a Universal Studios-style zip line. Yeah. <laughs> that just goes all the way through the jungle. Way away from this city in the middle of yeah. nowhere. And so they all hop on the zip line and they're all one handed holding the zip line, other hand <laughs> automatic rifles and just mowing people down. Mowing people down. It's seriously it's like a it's like Scott the side scroll in Contra where you're running through and guys just pop up and you shoot them. It's infinite yeah. prize. Actually I put that at the end of the movie for the final, the airport battle, but this movie is like a video game where bad guys just spawn onto the screen and you kill them yeah that's exactly what happened and they have unlimited quarters yeah and they man, they i don't know what all these people were just hanging out in the jungle for but did they kill a thousand more people in the jungle yeah 
Easily. And then they they all drop like Stallone gets knocked off or something, I think. And then but the rest of the people drop in the water and Stallone and Christmas are or Bonnie Ross and Christmas, sorry, are in like in the middle of the jungle and they're like surrounded. And he's like they're like fucked. And Sloan just goes, I got this. He starts fake shooting at everybody with his hand. <laughs> yep. And everyone dies. <laughs> and at first you're like, holy shit, dude, he can kill people with his hand. Which is easily believable. Like Yeah. But it turns out they have a new member, Billy the Kid. Incredible. Yeah, Baby Thor. Mm-hmm. I don't know his real name. I don't either. Um, Hemsworth. Yeah, Chris. No, I think Chris is Thor. So Liam? Yeah, this is Liam, I think. Yeah. But he's like a sniper, and he was up watching their back, so he killed all these people. It's hilarious that Stallone thought to kill them with his hand, though. <laughs> yeah, it was just a signal, so everyone he shot, they the sniper shot. Which, what an unbelievable sniper, dude. Way better than American sniper. Oh, yeah. This is that he was able to just... Whoever Stone pointed out he could kill. Yeah, instantly. But they they get on a bunch of boats somehow, G.I. Joe boats. <laughs> They're definitely on G.I. Joe boats. They're in, and I, I just there's another giant boat fight written down. <laughs> yeah. It, well, I wrote that down too. Boat fight. Yeah. And they there's another thousand people on boats chasing them. Like, this army is humongous. Snipers shoot people in the head, their heads are exploding. And here comes Stallone on the plane. They were able to get the plane started up, and Stallone lands in the water, and just they just plow over everybody, and then they they drive their jet skis up onto the plane, which was unbelievable. Yeah, they detach the jet skis from the boat. So so far we have, <laughs> so far we have GI Joe. Battle By the way, we're not even fifteen minutes into this movie. Yeah, not even fifteen minutes into the movie. They've they've left. They've GI Joe battle tanks with motorcycles on them, uh, giant. Boats, boat fight, jet skis, and now they're on a plane. Yeah, I don't know how much they got paid for this mission, but they left about $4 million worth of uh, gear. (laughs) Yeah, there's just incredible vehicles everywhere. So if you survived in that town, you're you're winning whatever's happening after that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And then they, they roll up on a bridge, and the bridge has another thousand soldiers on it. Easily, yeah that are shooting at them and they shoot these like missiles at the, at the bridge. (laughs) Biggest explosion you've ever seen. And then Sloan just drives through it. Yep. Which was unbelievable. Explodes. Shit is going everywhere. Yeah. And then they're on the, they're on the plane on the way home drinking beer. Nothing on the plane works, but they're not even driving it. They're not worried about it. No drinking and flying. No big deal. He's like, uh, Sloan's doing a checklist and he's like hydraulics and Statham's like we don't even have hydraulics <laughs> as someone who works on airplanes hydraulics are necessary I'll say that yeah unless if you're in expendables yeah um, so they get back to New Orleans so Wikipedia says New Orleans so we know what city they're in now yeah um, and this is maybe the saddest part of the movie because we find out that they're not hanging out at tools anymore yeah, we did do we, – we missed the part where Ying Yang and that Asian guy they rescued just – they just jumped. Oh, yeah. He just – they're just in the middle of a fight somewhere over China or somewhere. 
So that guy was Chinese, and they're returning him. But I think because the plane was damaged, they couldn't land. So they had to they had to just parachute out and just jump out. The yeah. Plane. Which uh, insider knowledge here? They the reason for this was they're leaving Yang in China because Jet Li had to film another movie. Yeah. So he wasn't able to be in the whole movie. So he just jumps out of the plane with it. what? If you're that hostage, or I mean, you're that guy that got kidnapped. Yeah, they don't even talk to him at all. A gunner just says to him, a thank you would be nice. Yeah, they hate him, really. I mean, but if you're him and you you just think you're on your way home, you're like, man, this is, I just went through the worst thing that's ever happened in my life. And then they just toss you out of the plane with some guy you have no idea who he is in a parachute just over somewhere. You're just like, oh. They didn't, they didn't put a parachute on him. Gangs were just wearing a parachute. Yeah, he just grabbed him and jumped. So, yeah, so they get back to New Orleans. They're at this new bar, the Old Point Bar. Yeah, it or something like that. Made me sad. So I, I, I couldn't find anything to say why uh, Mickey Rourke didn't do the, another movie. Yeah, I don't know why either. I just probably should do a shot for Tool. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You have to spit that dip out. Dude, can you hear me dip? I was worried about that with the microphone. Yeah, it sounds like... Honestly, it sounds like you have the most slobber and bur- you're breathing. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like sloth from Goonies eating a baby Ruth in the basement. <laughs> so that's why I don't use the microphone is because this microphone I have is like an expendable microphone. It picks up every single little tiny sound in the room. Yes, it does. And I remember when I first bought it and we started recording, I had a dip in it and you could literally just hear like the biggest slurp. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's for the last 25 minutes, people have heard you gargle. <laughs> and I am quite a mouth breather. So, yeah. And yeah, that should be fun. Critter mouth um, breather. Yeah. And I'm recovering from COVID. So my breathing isn't healthy anyway. COVID survivor. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, anyways, they're at this new bar. Um, Lee Christmas's girlfriend is there from the first movie. She's wiling out, and I guess they're getting married. And, and she's already cheated on him once. Is it the same girl? Yeah, it's the same girl. And what he's talking about cheating is that guy. Oh, okay. That that douchebag from the first movie that he beat the shit out of, where he stabbed the basketball and popped it on top of him. Yeah, Stallone doesn't want him to get married, which Stallone hates. He he doesn't want anything. Stallone hates attachments, so he doesn't want to be involved in anything. All he wants to do is sit at tools and get tattooed and go on missions. Yeah. So they're at this new bar. They're all hanging out, and um, Gunner's, like, acting weird, and they're like, what the fuck's going on? And he's like, hurry, give me a pen. And he's just writing shit down, and he just goes – he's writing an equation down. Which in the first movie, this guy had a massive drug problem. A huge drug problem. His he'd hit rock. And now he's just writing equations down. Yeah, he's just writing equations down and he goes Einstein's theory of special relativity. Only I made it better. (laughs) So he fixed Einstein's theory of relativity. Who even knew it was messed up? Smart guy. I know, but he solved it sitting at that bar, and then he blew his nose into it and ripped yeah, it up. So basically, we learned from this movie that Einstein is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, because Gunner did that in five. On a napkin, drunk in a bar after murdering a hundred thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> 
we got to do and, shots. Uh, oh yeah, fuck! I forgot. Hold on, let me get. What it. are you All shooting? Right. Uh, I got I got bullet here. I'm doing a little bit of Jameson Black Barrel. I just kind of grabbed what was in. I got. I have like forty bottles of whiskey in the cabinet. All right, so here's to here's the tool. One of our fa- favorite characters, man. No awesome monologues in this no. movie. Tool might have just killed himself. I honestly. think he, I think he, or he just ran away chasing women. You know what I mean? Like nobody loved women more than Tool. He might have painted a guitar and gave it to a girl, and she liked it, and so he stayed. Yeah, with her. and he still doesn't know her name. No names no. aren't important. <laughs> well, to Tool. Pretty smooth, not bad. <laughs> All right, so at this point, Billy the kid, the new guy, he wants to talk outside. They go outside, there's 8,000 motorcycles. You can't even go to the bar unless you drive. Yeah, so we're allowed there. Yeah, obviously. And they're just hanging out on their motorcycles. And Billy's like, before he can really say anything, Barney Ross is like, this life isn't for you. immediately. Yeah, which, I mean, it's probably hard mentally to kill that many people. I'd say it's tough, you know, just for, you know, you're just at the bar drinking after killing 175,000 people in a square mile radius and within 10 minutes. Yeah, but he goes, he wants, he's got a girlfriend in France. He wants to go be with her. And instead of getting pissed off like he does everybody else, he understands. And Billy goes, he's like, go back inside and get another beer. And then Stallone just leaves. Which is hilarious. And he goes to the plane to, like, decompress, I guess. And for some reason, Church is just hanging out. Just chilling on the airplane. Bruce Willis. Yeah. And he's, like, he's pissed off because basically they took $5 million from him and didn't complete the mission. Which the mission was to kill... Eric Roberts, so they did complete the yeah, mission. Yeah, but they didn't. I'm not real sure. I guess when you complete a mission and kill everybody, too, there's no way to know what happened. Yeah, well, so they didn't accept the mission. They just did it all That's what own. it was, yeah. They just went and did it. Yeah, so maybe that's what he's mad about. But basically he's saying that they owe him, and there's this thing that they want. It's like a chip. And it's in this safe. When he's describing that safe, it was hilarious. He's like, the safe's on an airplane. The safe changes its access code every 120 yeah, seconds. It's the greatest safe of all time. <laughs> yeah. And if you put in the wrong access code, it blows And if up. why is a safe that sophisticated? How does a plane even, how's a plane not that much better where it, it doesn't get shot down? Also, if it's your safe, how do you even remember a different code every two oh, minutes? Well. And that's going to be real tough. They can do it, you know. He's like, we're going to send a pro with you. And Stallone's like, who? And he's like, Maggie Chang. And he's like, oh, fuck a woman. (laughs) He's pissed. (laughs) Because, again, he hates women. And he's like, I'm not a babysitter. But he meets up with this chick. On motorcycles. They go. Under a bridge. yeah, Yeah, she pulls up on like a ninja. Um, that's no pun on, um, race. That's, I think that's really what the most yeah, is. is called. And 
yeah, so they they're like uh, they basically leave the next day, or that's how it seems. And um, they go to out. Al- uh, what's this? What's the country? Albania. Yeah, it's one of those countries where and, it was like where vampires really did exist. Yeah, and they go on this plane that's wrecked, and they find the safe. The door won't open; it's spring loaded. So Caesar and Sloan just hold Incredible. it. Incredible. Which, I mean, there's only probably four or five people on Earth who could hold that open. You, me, Caesar, Sloan, yeah. Um, yeah. That's about it, yeah. And so they hold this open while she tries to get the coach. She puts the wrong coat <laughs> yeah, in immediately. Which is supposed to blow up. Yeah, but they get a 60-second yeah. countdown. And they get it out, and... They're also, for some reason, they're not in their tactical gear. They're all wearing, like, Yeah, I don't clothes. know what happened there, but maybe they're trying to fit in as tourists. I mean, there's no <laughs> yeah, way. Why would you? Nobody tours Albania, I guess, anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, so, anyways, they go. They, they're done. They're coming back. And the bad guys have Billy the Kid. The main bad guy is Jean-Claude Van Damme. His name in this movie is literally Jean Vallon. Yeah, it's incredible. I also forgot that I have written down when they're flying over there. Um, Gunner just looks at Maggie and goes, I think she likes me. And he goes, watch this. And he just starts grunting at her. He goes, <clears throat> like, they're sitting right beside each other like he's trying to get her attention. <laughs> yeah, when he was like, dude, this chick's into me. Watch this. All she that, could hear he all says of it that. right to her, basically. <laughs> And we missed you missed the monologue because Billy. We finally learn a bit about Billy the kid. So when he starts, oh yeah, Maggie's asking Billy about like, are you like your arm? Like, who or are you? What do you do? She's like, all right, you yeah. really want to know? <laughs> and his whole team team got murdered but... in Afghanistan, and then they he came back home after his whole team got murdered, and they shot his dog at camp. So. Which he was more upset yeah. over his dog than his whole team getting murdered. Basically, he had survivor's guilt. And Gunner was wearing a Darth Vader yeah, t-shirt on the plane. He, he's definitely not like prepared for this life. No. You know that. He's a kid. Um, yeah, in, another insider note that I saw, I guess this dude was supposed to be in the first one, and they cut him well, out. Well, that's what happens when you're a rookie. And then so Sloan put him in the Did you like did you yeah. notice Gunner was wearing a Darth Vader t shirt? I did not notice that. I obviously didn't notice very much about the whole <laughs> plan, right? Van Damme is hilarious already. He's and, an incredible bad guy. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome bad guy. And which they tried to get him for the first movie and he turned it down, but then he smartened up. Yeah, thank God. Um, but they're like, give us a chip or Billy dies. And Stallone's like, fuck, all right, we'll give you the chip. And then um, they're about to walk away. And uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme looks at Billy and goes, are you scared of me? Yeah. And Billy's like, no. Like trying to be tough as fuck. And then Van Damme just goes, you should be. And then he hands, uh, it's Stallone's knife, right? Yeah, he took Stallone's knife, tosses it to the the mini boss. Yeah, he tosses it to the mini boss. And the guy holds it up against Billy the Kid's heart and Sloan, or I mean Van Damme, just does a roundhouse kick and kicks a knife into the dude's heart. It's a, it's a badass kill. It was an incredible fatality. 
There was incredible Mortal Kombat fatalities in this movie. Yeah. So basically, that whole thing, they they gave him the chip so they wouldn't kill Billy, and then they killed Billy immediately. Yeah. And uh, which is what bad guys do, man. And the bad guys leave, and instantly Barney Ross is mad at the woman because he hates women. He's he's just furious. Yeah, and she's like, "I'm sorry." And he just goes, "I believe you." Yeah, like <laughs> I believe you. Like, <laughs> but like everyone on the crew is mad at Maggie. Like it's her fault. Like they accepted the mission, but um, they have like a memorial there for him. Yeah, they just buried him in Albania. Yeah, which is hilarious. You think they would take him back? But um, can't fly with a body. I guess not. And they, for some reason, like, um, he told Stallone about this letter that he wants his girlfriend to have if he ever dies, and Stallone reads it to everybody. Just reads it at his (laughs) (laughs) memorial. It's like a private letter for his girlfriend. And they just buried him in the most rock you've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. But then the a badass line, dude. Lee Christmas just goes, "All right, what's next?" And Barney Ross goes, "Track him, find him, kill him." Yep, and it just played that intense music. Yeah, and Maggie tells him that the 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 chip is for a computer, and it's got the location, it's got the computer blueprints for a underground mine or an abandoned mine that's full abandoned mine with full of plutonium in the soviet union so after the cold war that got left there and nobody knows where it is so she says that nobody knows where it is but then they show jean-claude van damme and his crew and they already have the whole mine like set up yeah they're already there i don't even know what they need the blueprint for i don't either but um stallone and them are able to track them i don't what they have a tracker on uh they had a tracker in the safe oh okay well, all they handed him was the chip. Yeah, I think the chip had to have a tracker on it because that's how they found uh, the plane. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. All right. I got lost on that part. But so, yeah, um, they land and then they go to the uh, this village that has like um, – or no, there's a hilarious scene when they're in the mine and the guy comes up to Jean-Claude Van Damme and he's like uh, – we can't, you know, digging has slowed down. Like, people are dying like crazy. And they literally carry, like, a a thing full of dead people by them. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, 20 dead bodies stacked on each other. And one guy's passing out because he can't work yeah. anymore. <laughs> he just looks. He's like, what's wrong? And he looks up and he goes, the guy goes, he's tired. And Van Damme just stares at him for a minute and then just shoots him in the head and goes, anybody else tired? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody else was tired. <laughs> You're not tired after that. No. And uh, <laughs> well, hilarious, incredible bad guy movie. Yeah, I mean, they did all this for this chip. Like the chip is so useless. Everyone already knew where it was. They were already there. Yeah, they were already there. But so, anyways, they go and there's like a fake New York. Well, when they like landed the plane. They immediately wouldn't did they immediately built a tent around the plane where you couldn't see it. <laughs> did you notice that? It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. That's what it said. There, there was a tent in the plane bigger than the plane to build around the plane when they landed. I mean that's pretty badass. We should start doing that when we park. I know, just build military tents around our stuff. Yeah. Won't get stolen. Um Yeah, they, they find this like fake New York. That she says that 
in the for the Cold War, they built this city to like get ready to invade U.S. I don't know. It seems unnecessary, yeah. but um, he's like, we're gonna hunker down here for the night, and they end up in a bar, of course, and the, yeah. they're all hanging out, and they're like talking about what they're they're eating these like shitty MREs. And they're like, what's our last meal? Or like, if you could have, if you die tomorrow, what would your last meal be? And it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, he's like, you'd probably pick cereal. And then Polo Road's like, what the fuck is wrong with cereal? Yeah. This is after they knocked that huge guy out with brass knuckles. Oh, yeah. I didn't miss that part. That guy's the biggest guy I've ever seen. He is the biggest guy I've ever seen. They hit him each hit him once at the same time. They also, just like in the first movie, when they they went on the recon mission and didn't get any information, they were like, "We're gonna go in this village and get information from this guy," and they didn't get any information. They just beat the shit out of everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but yeah, so they're hanging at the bar and they're talking about last meals and like Barney Russ gets mad for no reason and he's like, "All right, lights out." And they're like, hey, man, we're still eating. And he just fucking throws water on the fire. Yeah, this is after Gunner said that his last meal would be baby seal and whale ass. Oh, yeah. And he said he also (laughs) would like to eat Chinese. And then what's that, Maggie? And Sloan goes, if that's the case, you're going to (laughs) starve. But Stallone's like, he like gets an attachment to Maggie right here. He's still up, even though he told everybody to go to bed, he's still up smoking a cigar. Yeah, just in, by himself in the basement. And Maggie's talking to him and he's like, anyone who gets close to me dies. And that's why he doesn't like like getting close to people. He's like really upset about Billy dying. Yeah. Which, to be fair, I mean, it was supposed to be Billy's last mission. He almost made it. He almost made it, but almost making it's like not making it immediately because you're just dead. Yeah. So it's the same thing at the end. So the next morning, Caesar wakes up. He has some coffee. He goes outside, stretches his arms, and he sees like a million soldiers coming. And so he tells them to duck, and then they start getting shot at. And for some reason, they shoot the jukebox, and it starts playing a little Richard song. Which was incredible. And then they're getting like ambushed, and they all run out of ammo, and it looks like they're fucked. And then like they play this cowboy music. Well, like the tank blows up and everybody just gets shot. Yeah, a million people get shot out of nowhere, and then and then just, everybody just drops. A missile in. goes into a tank, and everyone's like, "What? Who did that?" And they're all like, "Not me. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out." And they're like, "What the fuck?" And they're like, "Are they gonna shoot us?" And Sloan's like, "No, we'd already be dead." And then they play that cowboy music, like, "Now, now, now." And uh, how did that go again? Did <laughs> it? I already knew I couldn't do it. I don't even know why I tried. And then, like, walking up, it's just Chuck fucking Norris, dude. Yeah, just the most incredible scene ever. When I first watched that movie, I passed out, basically, when he when he did Yeah, that. his name is Booker in this movie. and Booker the Lone Wolf. Booker, there's no way Booker could have killed that many people by himself. He did it. <laughs> he did it. And Barney's like, you know, what are you doing here? He's like, you here by yourself? He's like, I fly solo. You know that. So Duh. he's not even there for Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's just there. He's just there in that town. This is what I love about Expendables because they just run into guys in town. Like guys are just all over the world. <laughs> Killer people. You know, fucking shit yeah. up. 
And, uh, I mean, thank God he was there. Yeah, but, uh, just happened to be there. Booker, like, fills him in on what's going on there. And uh, Barney Ross is like, hey, man, you think you'd help us out? And he goes, can't help you out, man. I work alone. That was after they, he told a Chuck Norris joke. Oh, yeah, he did. I have that written here. So he goes, he goes, where you been, man? I heard you got uh, bit by King Cobra. And Chuck Norris goes, I did. And after five excruciating days, the King Cobra died. And everybody was just looking at each other scared to death. Yes. They were like, what the, what the fuck? So this was the height of like Chuck Norris quotes. Yeah, all those jokes. Yeah. Like, Chuck Norris can't believe it's not butter. And I guess that's why Sloan wrote one into the movie. But um, Do you think Chuck Norris can see John Cena? <laughs> I don't even know if I've ever heard that one. I don't. I just made it up. I mean, crazy. Fuck, yeah, dude. So, yeah, so Barker gets the hell out of there, and they go um, into this village that Barker tells them about, and they get there, and they get start getting shot at, and they're like... It's the worst village I've ever seen, and first, on their way in, Jason Statham says, man, I'd really like to retire in a place like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst town you've ever seen. Yeah, Sloan's like, oh, hilarious, but I don't think he was joking. I don't know. He's like having. He was like, yeah, have a few kids, settle down here. Like it was the greatest town he's ever been to. Yeah, and it was literally the worst town I've ever seen. And they they like stop because they're getting shot at, and they take cover. And then they're like, dude, how come we're not getting hit? Like, what's the fuck's going on? And they realize like, they're like the only way we can get hit is if we're or like the only way we're safe is if we're right in front of their guns. And they all start dying laughing. While they're getting shot, yeah. and then they find out it's a bunch of women shooting, which would make sense because they hate women. And <laughs> yeah. um, he talks to them; they're trying to defend their village because, like, John Claude Van Damme is taking all the men to work in the mine, and no one comes home. And she's like, "This is what we're f- fighting for." And they have like a bunch of kids, like, hidden because they're afraid they're going to get taken. In the middle of all that, too, they start making jokes, man. They're like, even, man, even you can get lucky here, Toll Road. Like, just talk about banging. Them. Yeah, because they come up on a bunch of women, so they're just like, and I think the joke was that the women are so hideous that it, yeah, they can get fucked. That even they, that even Toll Road with his cauliflower ear can get some legs. Yeah. And then they start calling each other retards. So all this woman has seen, this main leader woman is like, all these guys jump out of a truck, stand there while they're getting shot at, laugh about it, no, they talk go, about banging the women, and then call each other retards. That line was hilarious because she goes, why are you Americans here? And Statham's like, oh, I'm not an American. And then, and yeah. then the girl goes, yeah, Chinese. And um, Caesar goes, I'm Blackfoot. And someone's like, I'm from uh, Netherlands or something. And then, yeah, Norway. Yeah, and that's when, that's when Tolar just goes, no, you guys are retards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that woman's got to be thinking, like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Like, is this, is this real? So she's like, she shows him what's up and she's like, hey, can you help us? Like, we need help. And Barney Ross just goes, ah, sorry, man, we got our own shit going on, which, by the way, is the same shit. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, ah, we can't help you. And they start to leave and. Christmas goes, I don't think they're going to last much longer. He just goes, I think they already know that. Yeah, like it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. They know yeah. they're dead. They know they're dead, man. We don't need to. And then 
so for some reason he they decide to help him and they like come up with this uh plan so that the sayings that's the name of the the bad yeah, militia the they arrive to get more villagers and like they go into this church and lee christmas is dressed like a, a preacher and he's like i now pronounce you man and knife and murders the shit out of him, swinging a mace. Yeah, this is also another scene where like all these dudes have guns and no one's shooting. They just die immediately. Yeah, the one guy even who was fighting Maggie swung his gun at Maggie instead while of she her. was hitting him with the tree branch. <laughs> yeah, and they kill a million people. Um, they help him out, and then um. The best is when there's one guy left. Yeah, I was about, I was about to say that. Left. So they go, one more. And they all just fucking fire a million bullets into this guy. Just empty all their guns yeah. this I one mean, guy. He got shot so many times. He's obliterated. Yeah, and then Stallone goes, rest in pieces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, badass line. Yeah. So, after, so now they go, they find the mine. And Barney Ross is like, I have a plan. And he, his plan, I don't think it's that great of a plan, but they, oh, this is also, by the way, they changed into their tactical gear. Yeah, now they're wearing tactical gear. Yeah. And their plan is to just fly the airplane directly into the mine. And when they do this, for some reason, the plane doesn't explode at all. The wings just kind of fall off. Yeah, they just crash land the plane in the middle of a war zone yeah. and then murder everyone. And like one of the engines lightly gets set on fire and like they, he perfectly... After everything else in the movie they touch blows up yeah. to where you can't see the, the screen. He perfectly lands his plane into the mine like entrance. They get out, they start killing everybody. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme and his henchmen escape and then they blow the mine up. And they're all stuck underneath all the rubble, which, guess what, dude? Daylight. Mm-hmm. Stallone's been through this before. Been through this before. Daylight has a great soundtrack. Yeah. And then, uh, this was hilarious. Throw back to the first movie. Gunner goes, I have a plan. And he starts just, like, <laughs> fucking with all this stuff. And Christmas is like, what's he doing? And uh, Barney Ross is like, I think he's making a bomb. And Chris is like, there's no fucking way he's making a bomb. He's like, ask him. He's like, hey, man, what are you doing? And he goes, making a bomb? (laughs) Yeah. Hanging the pirates? (laughs) Unbelievable, dude. So at this point, um, he he tries his bomb idea. It doesn't work. But then all of a sudden, the the rock starts breaking. So he thinks his plan has worked. But it's actually another G.I. Joe vehicle. Or this might be something from like Robot Wars. Yeah, I'm not real sure what he had. It's like a four-wheeler with like a, a a thing on the front that can mash anything. And they break all the rubble, and then uh, Trench just comes out smoking a cigar. Yep. And now they're even. Yeah, he did owe one. He did. That's what he said. He said, I hate owing you. Yep. And um, he's with Church. This was hilarious because Church um, – well, okay, so – Church brought a – he pulls up in a car, so he has a driver. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I got you this helicopter. Let's go. So he brought a helicopter, a car with a driver, but didn't bring any extra men. No, he just shows up with – it's Church and Trench. That's it. And they meet him at the airport, 
And um, at this point, they go into the airport and they think they're about to get away. But from the other side of this glass, Stallone and Bruce Willis and Schwarzenegger are just shooting at them. Yeah, like they were waiting at the airport for Jean Vallon and his guys. And then they dodged them, drove into the actual They also airport. started shooting a truck full of plutonium. Yeah, plutonium. I have written down plutonium. They drive through. For some reason, I wrote drive into a mall, but it was an airport. Well, there's um, a bunch of stores and, and stuff in the airport. There's all kinds yeah. of shit. And I just write plutonium goes everywhere. Yeah, all the plutonium spilled out. Nobody was worried it's, about it. It's bouncing down the, the 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 hallway of the fucking airport. I mean, when the truck was driving up, they all just started shooting at it. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so they start shooting. There's like 30 guys with guns, and all of them are just like, oh, shit, what do we do, man? And they all start, like, running away. And they're blowing people up, dude. This scene, if you thought they killed a million people at the beginning of this movie, dude, they kill so many people in that airport, dude. People are coming up from stairs. They're killing people upstairs, downstairs. Chuck Norris shows back up out of nowhere. He is casually killing people, like the most, like just strolling through the airport, one handed, just mowing people down. Just mowing people down. I've written down, I have written down. Willis, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Norris. Yeah, they That's kill. All I know. <laughs> uh, at one point, Bruce Willis and Schwarzenegger get into this car, and they are just murdering a million people. It is the smallest car I've ever seen. Yeah, and they get in an argument too because uh, he Schwarzenegger goes, "I'll be back," and then Bruce Willis goes, "Well, I, you're you're always coming back. It's my turn to go." And then Schwarzenegger goes, "Yippee ki yeah. And then he looks at Norris when he walks in. He goes, who's next? Rambo? Yeah, that's all kind of inside jokes. And uh, this is where I wrote, this is like a video game where fucking bad guys just spawn. They're spawning everything. I mean, there are so many people, dude. Like, they only pulled up there's in, like, a, four trucks. There's only four trucks full. And there's a full minute. Arnold rips the door off and gets in the car, and Bruce kicks his door off. And this is the worst, smallest car I've ever seen. Yeah, and there's a full minute where they're driving the car. They kill over a hundred thousand people. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> it is the most deaths of all time. And one of my favorite deaths is no Chuck Norris is getting shot at. He grabs a guy for a barrier in front of him. <laughs> yeah, he starts mowing people down while he's got this guy in front of him. No one's shooting that guy. He just starts mowing people down, and then when everyone's dead, he turns that guy around, pushes him onto like an airport, like a. Uh, like where you where you check security your bags of security yeah and so he's going through the security thing so you see the x-ray and he just starts shooting them yeah and he just he just gets x-rayed and just shot to death yeah dude. i just have right i just wrote down no risk running x-ray machine <laughs> i mean when they kill people in this movie they fucking kill people dude like, i mean people are literally exploding that's why there weren't blood in movies from 2013 to 2018 because they used they bought all the blood packets in the world. Okay, so two things. Number one, I read about this. All they added all the blood CGI after the movie was over. Oh yeah, it's the most blood I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, everyone explodes. And number two, that's probably where most of their money went. Mm-hmm. And um, number two. So at at first this was rated R. Then they wanted to change it to PG thirteen because Chuck Norris didn't like the cussing in the movie. 
Yeah, he did. He didn't want to be in it if it was rated R. But it's hilarious that he didn't like the custom movie, but he's fine with millions of people exploding. <laughs> yeah, and but if you notice, the guys that everyone shoots blow up with blood, except for him. If you look at the guys that he kills, there's no blood in them. They're like normal deaths. Yeah, they're just like they just get. They, it's just like ah, and then they're dead. Yeah, but I mean, he's. He's upset about people saying goddamn and shit damn and fuck yeah. But he yeah, he's fine with genocide. Yeah, it's so funny to me. But so at this point it's time for the boss fights, just like in the first movie. They're in the hangar. <laughs> Statham is fighting Hector, that's the guy's name. And I have I have written here Hector wants to fuck fuck Van Damme. I put on here Hector is thinks he's Wolverine. <laughs> because Hector is using these like claws. Yeah, he does have claws. He was he thought he was cool because they had brass knuckles. Yeah. So they're fighting right next to a helicopter. He's got Lee Christmas up against a helicopter where literally his hat is like getting chopped up. Like you hear like mm-hmm. like when you put something in a fan. Yeah. Like mm-mm. but like the it's a helicopter. And they flip around, he kicks him into it, his head comes off, another badass death. Yeah, I mean, incredible. I mean, this was a stage fatality of Mortal Kombat 3, probably. Yeah, and then at this point, Barney is running after Jean-Claude Van Damme, and he just, like, he's getting trapped by like, three guys, and Maggie shoots him and saves him, and he gets mad at her, and he's like, well, he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, do not follow me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to go in this room. If I don't come out, shoot him. But no matter what, don't come in this room. And so he goes in there. They have one of the most badass boss fights of all time, dude. I mean, this fight is incredible. They start shooting each other, and then John Clevenham's like, I'm out of ammo. And he just walks up and just goes, you want to kill me like a man, or you want to kill me like a sheep? (laughs) Which is going back to Billy the Kid's death when he gave that speech about how no men like us should be killed like sheep. Yeah. He's a uh, murderly murders Billy the Kid like a sheep. I mean, this fight is badass. Stallone's punching him like Rocky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's Bam's kicking for blood spore. Yeah, he does. Like, there's there's that one point where he he does like a giant roundhouse kick in the air, and Sloan falls down, and Sloan gets up, and he just does it like three times in a row. Yeah, it was incredible. But it's an unreal fight, and then uh, Sloan beats the shit out of him. With a chain, yeah. So yeah. So basically, they're fighting fair, hand to hand combat, and then they fall down. And John kind of then picks up the knife he dropped earlier and just goes, "You know, I'm gonna kill you, like I killed Billy or whatever." And at this point, Barney Ross just picks up a fucking chain, wraps it around himself, and uses it like a whip. Turns into Omega Red from X Men. Yeah, just beats the shit out of him with this chain. Just slaps him in the face with it, and then he. He fucking wraps it around his neck, pulls it up to him, just like a Mortal Kombat death. Like Scorpion. <laughs> and fucking sticks that knife through his heart. Yep. And he's like, this is for Billy. It's un- I mean, unbelievable boss fight, dude. Yeah, honestly, it's a it this is a top five boss fight ever. Yeah, for sure. It was so good, dude. And then <laughs> this was so hilarious. They're walking out of the airport. And uh, Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis are standing there, and they're like, "Did you win?" Which I mean, it's kind of a dumb fucking question. He's walking out of there. Yeah, they're and, dying laughing. Yeah, and he goes, "I think so," or something like that. 
And and Schwarzenegger goes, I need proof. And he just slings this bag over that has the dude's head in it. Yeah, he cut his head off. Yeah, because er- earlier when Maggie when when he got out and Maggie looks at him, he goes, "You know how to carve a turkey." Yeah. <laughs> do you? I mean, how long do you think it takes to cut somebody's head off? Have you ever done it? No, Maggie did it quick, I guess, and she did it perfectly. I mean, it was yeah. dripping. But um, <laughs> have you ever done it? <laughs> what if I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude, it's tough." Yeah, it sucks like an hour at least, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Bruce Willis is like Maggie, let's go. So they're gonna say he's like, I'll give you guys a minute. But they're like listening in, and which was hilarious. Barney tells him to leave, and then you think they're gonna like make out or something. And she's like, Hey, she's like, if you want me to stick around, just like the first in the first movie, dude. Yeah, if you want me to stick around, I'll stick around. And so she says to him, and he just goes. Nah, I don't need anybody. Anybody close to me dies. So she, she goes. She leaves. They get in this helicopter. Church is like, she hey, said, I got you a I'm present. good luck for you. She said, I saved your life. He goes, I know you did. And she goes, I'm good luck for you. And that made me think of, it was an emotional moment for me because Rambo 2, when the girl, the girl he got close to dies, you know, on, when on the boat, he goes, what brings you luck, John? And John just goes, I don't know. He just pulls his knife out and goes this and shows her his knife. And then he said, what about you? And she shows him that necklace, <laughs> which he wastes by giving to a stupid kid in Afghanistan in Rambo 3. Well, I guess that's why in these movies, Sloan doesn't love anyone. He doesn't love anyone because of that. You know, he don't believe in good luck. Yeah, so they get in the helicopter to leave, and then Church is like, hey, I got you a present since you fucked your plane up. And he gives them the smallest, shittiest plane you've ever seen. It's the worst plane ever. And I have written down here, Church uses the worst vehicles in the whole movie. Yeah, dude. Like, the Expendables have the most badass G.I. Joe vehicles of all time. Mm-hmm. And Church has, like, a shitty helicopter, a shitty plane. Like, he's supposed to have all the CIA money. But, so it's over. They're they're in their new plane, and they do this like toast to Billy, this weird ass chant. They're drinking and flying again. Yeah, always drinking and flying. They're just hanging out. No one's flying the plane. No, yeah. Um, at this point, which this also reminded me of Thunder in Paradise because the inside of that plane is way bigger than the whole plane. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Everybody's just kicked back and relaxed. Yeah, and. Uh, so at this point we go to France and we see uh, Billy's girlfriend. Which, by the way, dude, Billy could do a lot better. <laughs> like, yeah, but still, still would. I mean, yeah, I guess it would. Her face was kind of fucked up, but dude, like, is this what is this what, you're, is this what you're leaving the team for? Yeah, but Stallone gives her a shit ton of money. She totally ignores the money. Well, she first of all, he she opens the door and there's a shoebox on the ground. <laughs> it's just a shoebox full of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. A hilarious picture, a combat photo of Billy and Billy's letter. Yeah, an awesome com- like who took that combat photo, dude? I don't know, but it was like it was an incredible photo. <laughs> Which we did learn that Sloan loves taking photos because remember he took a photo before Yang jumped out of the plane. Yeah, he did. 
So I guess he just on these missions, he takes everyone. He's like, "Hey guys, let's take a picture real quick." That's the, what he loves. That's the only thing he loves is taking pictures. Yeah, photography, dude. Like all these women could throw himself out, but he all he fucking loves is photography. But yeah, that's it, man. Another expendables down. Um, so I do have some notes here. Uh, plans for a sequel were already in place before the first film's release. Sloan said this was before the first film's release. I have an idea for the second one ready to go. I'm trying to do something that's quite radical. Yeah, I mean, this is killing everybody on planet Earth. It's <laughs> yeah. radical. And then, uh, in another interview in 2010, he, they asked him if the sequel is ready yet, and he said, "It's plot. I don't have anything written down, but it's plotted in my mind's eye." So Sloan does the best nice. interviews of all time. Yeah, he's incredible. Um. So yeah, the whole thing about the PT thirteen, we already talked about that. Uh Van Dam redesigned the final fight uh with Stallone because the original fight in the script Van Dam wasn't happy with and said that he, a longer fight would be better. I mean, probably the best thing Van Dam's ever done. Yeah, incredible. Um the film this this is so hilarious to me. The film reveals that Gunnar Jensen earned an advanced degree in chemical engineering, then abandoned his science career to work as a bouncer to impress a girl. That, that's, yeah. that's when he was doing the equation. That's for real life. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren, in real life, earned a chemistry degree from Washington State University in 1976, a chemical engineering degree from the Royal Institute of Technology in Stockholm in the early 80s, and a master's degree in chemical engineering from the University of Sydney in 1982. London Which walked, are incredible schools. London walked away from a science career to work as a bodyguard for then girlfriend Grace Jones, yeah. <laughs> who was in uh, Conan. While stuck in a mine, Gunner refers to himself as a Fulbright scholar, which London achieved in real life. I mean, yeah, he's, so Dolph is a legit genius. I had no idea he was a legit he, genius. Really? Yeah, he's a legit. Like he's a he's an incredible chemist. And he's went graduated from like amazing colleges. That's fucking hilarious, dude. And he just quit. Like, uh, basically, he's basically the new Oppenheimer, and he just quits to be a bodyguard for Grace Jones on the set of Conan, and then is Rocky Four. So That's, smart move. Yeah, I mean, his life's way better. Yeah, his life's um, way better than sitting in a lab like a douche playing with beakers. I guess my only question is, did Dolph Lundgren solve Einstein's uh, theory of relativity? I believe he actually did. I mean, he proved that Einstein is a worthless piece of shit. Agreed. All right, my last note here is, so on November 16, 2011, production received a fine <clears throat> from the Bulgarian Environmental Protection Agency for unlawfully removing shrubs and small trees from the entrance of the cave they were filming. Um, permits have been attained, but they weren't supposed to damage the cave because environmentalists said that it would reduce population of bats. So they, the production agreed not to do any explosions or car chases near the cave. I guess they didn't really fly a plane into it. And so they caused it have had they let them do what they want, bats would have died and we wouldn't be in COVID. Well, what, what ended up happening is the bat population in the cave was reduced by 75% after the movie. Oh. And well, you know. they, were, they were sued. The production company was sued. And I think they lost that lawsuit. So, 
they listen. weren't mad about the 739 vehicles that they left. Yeah, listen. If we have to lose some bats, man, to make the, a great movie like this, I mean... Yeah, I don't give a fuck about bats. As a matter of fact, I hate bats now. I don't know. You're sitting in a fucking bat chair. Yeah, but that's different. This is all Batman. Right. That's all the notes I have. You got anything else? All right. So, if you were to take an educated guess, honestly, I have two questions. One, did more people die in this movie than any movie you've ever seen? Um, absolutely. This was, I, I mean, I think I put it in my notes like eight times. Like, this is the most people I've ever seen die in a movie. I think it has to be even more than Rainbow Four. And how many on an educated guess? Because we're way smarter than our our listeners. But how many people do you think actually died in this movie? Like a legit number. Yeah, like a legit number. How many people do you think actually died? I'm gonna say. So there's like three thousand in the first fourteen minutes. <laughs> um. I'm going to say 1.2 million. I'm going to look it up right now. So I'm Googling it right now. There's no way these are accurate. This says 15 most deadliest body counts ever made in a movie. Um, Bullet in the head had 214. Equilibrium had 236. Rambo had 247. That's the the new Rambo. Rambo 4 yeah. or Rambo 5. Rambo 4. Saving Private Ryan had 255. Starship Troopers had 256, and they got a picture of a dude cut in half. <laughs> uh, we Were Soldiers had 305. Titanic, 307, but you didn't see those people die. No, they just fell. Only person I remember dying in Titanic was that guy that fell and hit the stock, the, the smokestack. I just remember the band was still playing as the plane went down. Or, I mean, the, the, the boat sunk. Yeah, nobody cares about Titanic anymore. Hard boiled, three hundred and seven. Um, God damn it, dude! They got a pop up on me. All right, Grindhouse, three hundred and ten. What are those zombies? Lord of the Rings, two towers, four hundred and sixty-eight. That's that fucking battle scene. Yeah, that's that's yeah, the Helm's Deep. The Last Samurai, 558. Troy, 572. See, these aren't accurate numbers because, like, they're, they're like, basing this off of, like, actual, like, you didn't see that many people die. No. In the movie 300, 600 people died. Kingdom of Heaven, 610. Number one, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, 836. So, first of all, they killed more than 836 people in the first 14 minutes of this movie. I looked this up and it says 489 kills in Expendable 2. That happened. That was just how many people Maggie killed. Yeah, dude. They killed 480 people before they even ziplined through the jungle. There was 489 people just on boats that they killed. Yeah, there was more than 489 people on that bridge. I would say you're close. And this is say... even the airport. Oh, yeah, the airport. I mean, this isn't even Norris. Like, Norris killed 489 people in one with one clip. Yeah, there's no way that's accurate, dude. We need to. I'm going to challenge our listeners to watch this movie again and count the deaths. 
Yeah. Apparently a stuntman died during this movie, too. Yeah, they got sued by the family. Well, maybe he should have been a better stuntman. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like, you know, he knows what he's doing. But, I mean, I'd say you're close. 1.2, 1.3 million people died in this movie, I'd say. Yeah, that's crazy that they said only 486. I mean, there's that's not even close. I don't know. No, it's not even. fucking number. It's the only person who knew. I mean, that, I think it was what you call a blind guess. So when a blind person watches it, that's how many people they think die. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, so that's it. Expendables 2. Definitely worth watching. Yeah. yeah. Amazon Prime Video. All the Expendables are on there for free right now. Yeah, you should have already watched them all when we told you last week. Yeah, I would I would like to break down the Fast and Furious movies and compare the franchises, but... Yeah, I'm down. Um, we definitely have to do Point Break next week. I think we got to do Point Break after not doing it this week. We just... I was excited about Expendables 2. It's my fault. Um, I, you know, we'll, we'll for sure do Point Break this week. Agreed, so... Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter. Um, <laughs> hey, what's your prediction for the F- Super Bowl? I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be high scoring. I bet the over, and I bet Tampa Bay plus three, but I think the Chiefs might win by like one. You always take the under with Brady in the Super Bowl, bud. I don't know, man. I just feel like it's going to be a fucking shootout with the Chiefs. Like, if Tampa Bay wants to win, they're going to have to keep up. It's weird. Tom Brady's never scored a touchdown in the first quarter of nine Super Bowls. Yeah, so the under in the first half is a good bet, for yeah. sure. The, the under over, I bet, was only 56. That's 28-28. Yeah. Um, so, that's why I bet it. But uh, we'll see, dude. I'll tell you this. I bet – Dustin Johnson to win the the Saudi International, and he's in first place right now with one round left. And I also bet uh, Louis Ushazen or however the fuck you say his last name, yeah, to win the Phoenix Open, and he's in fourth place. He's four shots back. Damn. So, so tom- tomorrow might be a good day for me. Yeah, easily a good day for you. But anyway, what were you saying? Check us out where. Instagram, Twitter, you got a Facebook coming. Yeah, working on the Facebook page. Big, big development. We'll announce next week. Um, we've got a whole new uh, section of the Facebook created. So, yeah, so check us out. Um, that's it. Point break next week. Tell your friends. Yeah. Thanks, guys.